This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. One, two, three, ho! Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday afternoon and welcome in for another episode of Great Quarter Gals. This is the show where we talk to amazing women doing amazing things in the freight and logistics space. And I'm Kaylee Nix here with my lovely co-host, Grace Sharkey, as always. Grace, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday? We are seven days away from linking up in person again in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited too? Uh, I'm really excited. I mean, uh, this is, first of all, our whole Freightways family gets to get together and talk about great minds, uh, great discussions. It's always a fun time. And then on top of that, everyone from the industry is coming together. I mean, we're just looking at the list of even shippers coming to this event this year. Oh, I, I love our future supply chain event in particular because it it really actually focuses a lot on economics today and what we're seeing for the rest of the year and what we're projecting and forecasting as well. So I'm just excited to, of course, uh, get, ar- get around everyone, uh, really thinking about what we'll see happening in the supply chain this year and Innovation Lab as well, right? Startups. That's my thing. So I'm excited to, to hang out in that area too. I love the little subtle topic plug that you just put for our show today because we are talking all things startups, everything from yeah. female founders and from VC involvement to highlighting a local nonprofit that's here with us in Chattanooga, Tennessee that supports startups and specifically startups in the advanced and sustainable mobility space. So it's literally right up our freight alley. <laughs> and we're going to talk to them coming up in just a little bit. But Grace, before we get there, obviously we have future supply chain next week. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, head on over to live.freightwaves.com and get those. It's not too late. We would love to see you there in Cleveland, Ohio. If you can't make it, well, then you just get to save your money, save your time, and save your vacation days to join us here in Chattanooga, Tennessee in November for our next event. I know it's too early to start talking about F3, the Future Freight Festival, but it's never too early to do that. It's really never too early to do that. So, no, I'm excited. I think uh, a lot of people I know are going to be at this Cleveland event. And uh, what's great, too, is I think they'll have so much fun in Cleveland that they're going to have to double down and come to the November show as well. So uh, it's, it's going to be a great year uh, and in-person events for sure. Indeed, it is. So let's go ahead and move into our intro topic for the day, talking all things startup, specifically about female-led startup statistics. And we're doing that because we've got Tashia Melikasis with us today, who is the CEO of CoLab, which, as I mentioned, is a nonprofit here in Chattanooga. You guys are, what, like six blocks down from us here on for, on Market Street? And you guys work all in sustainable and advanced mobility. It, well, what else would we, work, we would be working on, right? We're, we are in Freight Alley, and it absolutely makes all the sense in the world. This is our strength of industry here and the innovation that's happening in the space. It, it, it's it's an incumbent upon us to focus on that. So we're we're thrilled to do that. So CoLab is kind of an icon here for us in Chattanooga, right? I think you guys have that corner office right there on Market Street. And every time I drive by it, I'm like, ah, 
innovation happens here. And it's super important to see a woman for us leading this space because when it comes to women in startups particularly, the data is still really, really skewed. And we've got some data from PitchBook here. And Grace, I'll let you talk through it a little bit. But there is still a lot of skew towards male-dominated VC funding when it comes to startups, right? And women who start companies or women who even co-found companies are often left on the short end of the stick, especially if you're not dealing with a woman partner in a VC firm as well, right? Grace, can you tell us what some of that data shows? Yeah, it's very interesting because if you talk to most uh, general families, females are the ones that are in charge of of the checkbook, right? And they know what's coming in and out. But when you look at innovation, not just in our space, but across the board, it's it's catching up to those statistics and a lot of catching up to do. Uh, yes, Pitchbrook did a, a wonderful analysis of 2021 and 2022 uh, women in VC. And if we can bring up a chart that shows VC deal count percentage, I think this will kind of showcase to you exactly uh, where we can still see some growth as well over time. It should be a deal count breakdown perfect. Uh, so w- what is great is there is, of course, when a female is tied to a male founder, there is a lot of growth and we've seen more, I'd say, uh, growth over time. But that's starting to fall off, as I truly believe over the last couple of years, women are saying to themselves, I'm going to go after uh, uh, investment in this in in all types of markets by myself. You see it exponentially growing there in that kind of teal green at the bottom, but a little bit of that fall off near the top. And uh, I, I think it's exciting to see that we are growing our percentage. But of course, a more natural uh, world, we'd see that closer to 50% and the chart doesn't even go up that high. So uh, and interesting to see this growth. And if we can also bring up uh, the cap percentage as well, uh, I do want to note on this next one that this is uh, mutually exclusive to point out. Uh, but there is still a lot more capital that women could, of course, get their hands on and, and empower uh, various female founders as well. And that's I think what's really interesting too, there's a statistic out there that says that female VC partners invest in uh, 2x more female founding teams, especially at early stages. Mm-hmm. And the results have been incredible in consumer startups over 108% growth, 63% uh, in computer science. So uh, I also want to bring up really quick, if you want to showcase the deal count by market uh, chart too uh, for us, that one I think is pretty interesting too. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, we're seeing a little bit more action, right? In some specific markets, but I think there's a lot of growth, especially in our industry, right? Chattanooga, I think is definitely one. It's not really on here, but another one you see in our industry is Chicago, Austin. Those are huge markets for freight tech startups as well. I mean, of course, San Francisco, Oakland, that's another one too. So it's good to see at least on um, more of the Silicon Valley side of things, we're seeing that female growth uh, count in particular. But I'd like to see some of our even more freight-focused markets, Austin, Chicago in particular, start to catch up, catch up over time too. Uh, and, and there has been improvement, especially in markets. Now, a couple that I want to really uh, round of applause to, and I think this showcases what we're doing here in Chattanooga too, we can bring on the market-proved Atlanta uh, in particular, I want to start with that one. I thought that uh, this is numbers from 2021 to 2022, uh, doubling, right, from 7% to 14% of uh, female-founded companies. And 
I think especially we talk about Frey Alley, this is right down that alley as well. So happy to see this growth here right around us in Chattanooga. But then we also see the same growth in D.C. But there, uh, if we can bring up D.C. really quick, it's not close to that double amount, but it is a pretty quick growth over time. Uh, and then to showcase, <laughs> well, one in particular that's losing is Boston, who actually fell behind between 21 and 2022, uh, which is unfortunate. But hopefully we continue to see that growth on the East Coast. And then as well as uh, the Bay Area. So as large as that uh, one chart before showed kind of that San Francisco was growing, then it did include L.A. as well. So you have to count L.A. and Oakland in that. But we can still do some work, uh, it looks like, in uh, Silicon Valley, too. So happy, of course, to have Colab with us today because I think you in particular are really helping towards these initiatives, too. Absolutely. And I love that you can break down this data market by market, as you mentioned. And if we take that zoom in here in Chattanooga to bring things up to CoLab, we find a really big proportion of the deals that are closed here are in those B2B services and software, which I think is where a lot of freight technology is going, right? You're talking about business to business and business to business software. So Tushia, with you guys here in CoLab, Give us a little bit of a background about the decision to fund an incubator like this and make it a nonprofit truly here to support the startups that are in our space. Yes. So CoLab's been around for about 10 years and we started really as a generalist, just trying to get some entrepreneurial ecosystems created and, and bring the players together. And so fast forward 10 years later, we've we probably have eight to a dozen different um, ecosystem partners that are focused on entrepreneurial support. So as a nonprofit, we are here to support this community and the strengths of this community. So that's that's our goal. We've, we've we shifted from sort of a generalist focus, any kind of business creation or ideation to creation and focus on scale and focus on industry. And the, and the reason for the again, the, the focus on mobility is because of the of the strength of where we or where we stand and, and what you do every day here in Freight Alley. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Yeah, it's Tashia, it's a perfect match. And it's I'm glad that that focus is there. And I know bringing on uh, Eric Fuller as well is going to help even more so promote that. I'm interested for especially females that are are watching the show, listening to the show today, and they're they're wanting to start their own startup. They're looking at their business plan and they're trying to figure out the best way to uh, execute that. When you're talking with founders, uh, any gender at this point, what is the most overlooked requirements or overlooked areas that you find uh, you're helping companies the most uh, in those startup phases? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And I just want to also say thank you for the for the data on really where the dollars are going for women too. the stats that I had seen. I know you're showing the city by city growth and we're seeing some we are seeing some growth and that's very promising. But overall, women still get only two percent of the VC dollars in, in throughout the nation on average. And that's just not that's not okay, right? We we're we are a, a number majority, and we were getting that that small of the amount of the VC. Now, not every not every business needs to attract venture capital, however, right? So, so but to be more but to be more direct about your question, I would say, regardless of gender and regardless of industry, I think the you know there's a lot of focus on capital, and everyone thinks, okay, if I'm I'm going to start a business, I need to have a lot of money, and I need to you know I need to you know, think through how I'm going to spend that. But it's really about okay, business money is the first thought. I think what gets overlooked a lot is the team, right? So whether whether you're a woman or a man, I think looking for somebody that's different than you, and I think that's what gets overlooked a lot. So if you're an engineer, you tend to want to build your team of engineers, right? But then you're missing some of the other softer areas that you really need to think through. Or if you're a salesperson or a product person, you tend to want to create a team that looks like yourself. And I would say that might even be the problem with where the dollars go. We, you know, where you have women who are investing, they want to invest in women. And because we we want to build a team and we want to invest in people who look like us. So I would say the team, honestly, is is the biggest overlooked piece. There are some improvements in this and there are even some sites now that will help you find a co-founder mm-hmm. and match you with it. It's almost like a dating site for people who are starting businesses. What's my strength? Where do I need to augment that strength? Strength, and, and we'll play matchmaker with that. And then in terms of one last point about the teams is that there are even some accelerators. There's one in the UK that they are just looking for, you know, and investors are just looking for good teams. Mm-hmm. And they will pair these teams with ideas. You don't even have to come to the table with your idea. I just know that I want to invest in good people. Yeah. And then those people then will pa- will pair them with an idea. So I, I think that's so important, too, because oftentimes if you look at building a team, especially as a woman, we have a tendency of saying, OK, I can do it all or I need to be able to do it all before I can make somebody else believe in me. Right. right? Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. There is so much strength in saying, OK, this is my weakness. Now I have to go out and seek somebody to fill yeah. my weakness. Yeah. But that's a hard thing to do. And you know what? That's yeah. me personally speaking out. I should probably schedule an appointment with my therapist to hash that out. But, you know, like that's me speaking personally. It's hard to find that humility and say, OK, if I really have a great idea, I'm going to need help to make that happen. Yeah. But that's one of those great things about accelerator programs like Colab. And you mentioned the money aspect for companies who come into Colab with an idea, maybe with a partner. What do they need and what do you guys provide? Where is that kind of link up together? Yeah, I would say that the the needs are pretty similar across the board, right? So, and we talked about, and I said money tends to get, you know, most of the attention, and it does, but but it's important, right? So we provide access to capital. That's what most startups need. We provide access to talent. That's the team piece. Mm-hmm. Um, access to um to connections, right? So mentorship is a also piece, and going <laughs> and going back to like I, I think that is a very feminine thing to do. So we, I need to stand out, and I need to do as much on my own, right? But having mentorship is is incredibly important in mentorship for guidance, but mentorship in terms of even making those connections. 
And then access to, and we provide help with voice. And when we talk about voice, that's sort of our umbrella for that. But how do I get ready to pitch my business, either to investors or to other teams? Or so how do I create that voice for my business? And then lastly, access to, to, to programming. And that is, we're launching our first sustainable mobility accelerator, this 10-week program this fall. And that is that programming piece. So that is um, per Apple, you will apply. There is capital and there is a capital investment for companies companies that that get selected and then the full on 10 week programming and then access to capital again at the end of the of the of the piece yeah so we're we're thrilled about the program and but all of those pieces need to be aligned inside of that program as well Tashia, how do you work to maybe attract or recruit uh and retain more of these female founders especially in this accelerator program that you're bringing up now is it more about putting your hand out there and finding them and and saying, hey, consider this? Or do you find that more females are coming to you uh, than in the, maybe your past work? Yeah, you know, I wish I could say that we were in the position where more, more women were coming to us. I mean, we, we're we fishing. We're fishing. We're out there actively recruiting and we're looking for great teams. And, you know, on the application process, if you go to our site and you look at, at that and you look at the parameters, we put language specifically in there that we are open to um, founders of of all kinds and 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 you know female led businesses, but but you know part of that is we've got to go we've got to go find them too, right? So and and we're actively doing that through you know some of the areas that you looked at PitchBook and Crunchbase and you know and and startups that are ra- actively raising and then even just good old fashioned LinkedIn cold outreach you know startups in the space yeah. doing these kinds of things yeah so we're we're looking for them but um if you if this can be a platform for women to to know about this program then we certainly absolutely want to advertise that too so our guest on the show last week, Melanie Peterson, which if you didn't watch last week's episode, go to tv.freightwaves.com and catch it. And also, I think between the three of us, Grace, I think we all shared like a full clip of the episode on LinkedIn for each of our different pieces. But she had a really interesting <laughs> story. She transitioned from trauma nursing to freight and mobility, specifically in the dedicated and expedited segment. And then she founded her company and founded almost kind of like an accelerator program of her own that teaches people how to become government contractors, specifically in a freight space. And I think that's so fascinating because it shows that when we enter the space, especially as women, we also see that knowledge is power and sharing that knowledge is essential to driving our industry forward, right? When you're talking about some of the ideas that have come through CoLab so far, or some of the companies that have gone through the program and seen some big success, has there been one that stuck out to you either for maybe the quality of the idea or the success that they found, or maybe just the tenacity of the founder coming in with a great idea, a great team, and they made it happen? Yeah, for sure. So there is one. It's not in it's not in the mobility space, but there's a company that that came that moved their business, picked up their business, moved to Chattanooga to come through a, an accelerator program that we had on 3D printing. It's branch technologies, mm-hmm. and they've seen great success to the point that they are now in partnership with um, UC Berkeley and NASA, and they're 3D printing. Um, building croissants, right? Yes. Right. So I would say that that's pretty out of this world, right? Yeah. Sorry for the pun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but that, you know, that that kind of growth, right? I'm growing my business to space is is pretty cool. So, um, you know, and that's, those are the types of businesses that we want to get to move to Chattanooga, right? So in, the, in, in what we 
our goal for this accelerator is that anyone who is innovating in the mobility space, that Chattanooga needs to be the place that you come mm-hmm. and you build your business here. One, because we're here and we've got the programming and we have the support and we have the mentorships, but that you guys are here. And that then again, the strength of industry and the research that's happening here, I think is unparalleled. What specific themes in mobility are uh, most exciting for you? Or do you feel like maybe even as collab specialty at this point? Yeah, so maybe not our specialty, but I think what's really exciting, I think the whole thing's exciting, right? So if you think about what's happening in the space, as a mother, I used to say to my son, you know, there's going to be something that happens in your lifetime, you know, your early adulthood that changes everything that you didn't have when you're growing up. You know, for me, it was the internet or the cell phone but that changed everything. And I think that's what we're going to see in this mobility space. And it's pretty, you know, it's pretty space age too, right? When we think about drones delivering packages to our door or we've got air taxis. I mean, that's not our specialty at CoLab, but it's certain, I don't know that it's necessarily in Freight Alley, but there's some pretty out of this world kinds of things going on mm-hmm. in this space that I literally think will change the way in which we do everything. So that's that's very yeah. exciting. I think, you know, our strength at CoLab is really going to be based on the strength of this community and this in the strength of the industry that's here, the 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 expertise that we have. We've got you know, like, you know, like Craig Fuller, you know, was literally raised in in this industry, right? From the, you know, what, I mean, what a legacy that we have here. So that's, that's really where we're going to excel. But I, but I love some of this future forward kind of stuff that makes me think of the Jetsons. I don't even know if you guess who the Jetsons are. Of course. Anymore, but yeah, I mean, no, no, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told me the other day, it's so funny that George Jetson on the show was was born in 2023 or something like that. And I was like, wait, what? Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. No step closer to flying cars. But I love the point that you bring up about Chattanooga because this place is special. And I'm a Chattanooga transplant, right? I moved here five years ago on a whim to work at a local news station. And I was like, I'm going to be here my two years. I'm going to do my time. I'm moving on. Here I am five years later, right? But I have immersed myself in this space and every single day you can find something new happening in the city. And a lot of it is focused on advanced mobility. We have some of the best bike infrastructure downtown, a walkable city. You've got electric bicycles. You've got company-sponsored bicycles. The fastest internet in North America with your EPV. Things that are very attractive to business, attractive to investment, and attractive to innovation. You guys just held your first event, your co-mobility summit that was about a month ago here in Chattanooga in partnership with the University of Tennessee Chattanooga. And that attracted a lot of talent too. Steve Case came and spoke at your event. Can you talk a little bit about that and bringing a focus on advanced mobility in this type of startup kind of conversation and what that brings to really highlight what Chattanooga can do for startups. Yeah. Yeah. First, I will just say I'm a Chattanooga transplant too. So I've only been here for about a year and a half, but I'm absolutely in love. And I would say that my beginning my tenure at CoLab, really, I said, I, I really want to take a look around at what our strengths are through the lens of, you know, with the, I've come from a product background, been, you know, run product teams, built businesses, only never been an entrepreneur. So that's my lens, right? So looking as if, what is our product? And and it's absolutely on advanced mobility and sustainable mobility. So in, in talking about the summit, what's happening here? I mean, even Steve Case coming, you know, we now have, you're talking about the gig internet, we now have the world's first commercially available quantum network. Yes. Right? And what that just means. so cool. It is, it's not, it's, it is cool, right? I mean, it can't get cooler than that. But I mean, like what industry will be most affected and most needed? Transportation's at the top of that list, right? Mm-hmm. So 
we now have some of the world's only with their smart corridor and the quantum network. And and there's no doubt that in burgeoning industries that it's, I mean, your legacy companies will have to come up to speed, but typically they're going to do it and the innovators are going to be startups. So that support has to be there for them. And that's where these new ideas are going to come. And I also think that in down markets, that's where you tend to see people who have been sitting in old offices, maybe, and they've had ideas, but okay, it's it becomes the time to make things happen. So, and we're and we're here to help. Take a risk in a down market because like, it, it really can't get any worse, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you tend, that's when we tend to see things happen, right? Is in, in down markets and people are willing to take the risk because it's, I'm going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. So I might as well do the thing potentially, not, not every, but Those are good times to see um, innovations happening and people are willing to take those risks. Yeah. And and it's interesting, too, because I want to touch on the fact that you talk about the Internet infrastructure in Chattanooga, Chattanooga, the the biking, the different mobility uh, investments. And what I love about mobility investments in particular is I really think they're going to lead to a very equitable society, right, where people who might not have been able to build generational wealth are going to have that opportunity. And the best part about the show is we are able to give this right spotlight to not just women, but minority groups as well who are entering and becoming investors. And for you, how how also is Colab working with even the Chattanooga area to to pull those ideas from different groups and who might not have been able to be represented in this space to make sure that we do hit those wonderful uh, mobility dreams right that that we're all excited to see yeah i mean it's it's vastly important that we are connected in this community and i would say that even our role will be on being the connector right so making those connections with all the all the players and that that comes from you know the municipal side higher ed side even lower ed side right and then you and then industry and and be and government and beyond that so we we you know we're, that's part of like when i think about product we're packaging all of that up so that we're hitting all of those points and we're supporting people along the way and i absolutely mirror what you say about this will create opportunities for people. I would say those less invested in, but even what's exciting to me about mobility is that people who have physical limitations will now be in a place where they can they can remote operate a forklift or they can get around in a way that they haven't been able to get around. If I if I need transportation, the you know the the autonomous vehicle frontier presents all kinds of opportunities for people. So it, it is really a very exciting time. And and again, our connection is for bringing the right partners and the right people to the table so that we can help those businesses grow and thrive. And no matter what, what whether you're less invested in as a, as, a, as a female founder or you have other limitations that the world or your body has put on you, that this, is a, this is a new horizon for that. And it's very exciting. And it's incredible to hear that and to come from someone who is very powerful in this space. We mentioned the incubator a little bit earlier. If people want to apply for it, what does that process look like? Deadlines and how can they make sure they get in on this incredible opportunity? Do they have to be here in Chattanooga to do it? No, they don't. So we're hoping and when we're casting a pretty wide net. So the question was, where are we finding these founders? We're across the United States, maybe even outside of our borders. So we're looking for companies from all over. You will have to be here for the 10 weeks of the program. And I think some of the follow-on investment, we will want a portion of your business to be um, here and so that we can help, again, continue to build that business. Applications are open today. They will close um, at the end of the summer. 
And uh, we will be make selections in roughly like the mid-August for those. And we're selecting six teams to be here. So you don't have to be here. You can be anywhere in the country, potentially even in the world. You just have to come be with us for those 10 weeks. You just have to have a great idea and a desire to make it happen. Tashia, thank you so much for joining us Absolutely. today. Great to have you again from right up the road. Grace, that does it for us. But of course, people can catch you this evening on Road Dog Radio Channel 146 on Sirius XM. Who do we have tonight? Thomas Tuesday, right? Thomas Tuesday. It's Trucking Tuesday. So uh, put your tacos down. It's time to talk trucking with Thomas Lawson. And I will also have Adam Wingfield on the show to talk about what to watch for in leasing programs. So go check it out. And you can catch other episodes on demand as well. Are we going to have drive time at Cleveland at Future Supply Chain? Is that one of those things we're looking for? Yeah, we're going to have it at, just at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, just uh, a small little studio uh, and uh, inside that wonderful place. So, yes, we will have the show. OTR Solutions will be joining us along with Freight X as well. Rumor has it, Grace has a tiny little microphone that she's going to bring around to yeah. everybody. So, also, I also will have a mini mic. Yeah, find me and my mini mic. Well, we can do a bunch of talks there, too. Little microphone and big voice. Well, Grace, thank you so much for being here to see it. Thank you again. Thank you all for staying with us. We will not have an episode next Tuesday because we will be in Cleveland, Ohio for the future of supply chain. So we will see you for the last week of June. You can catch all of our episodes online on tv.freightwaves.com. Have a great day and we will see you later. One, two, three, ho!